4: This is the Lombardi line
3: with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on v Okay, Lombardi line here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Of course, he's Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We're starting to have more leaks as the schedule is officially scheduled. <laughs> the release is supposed to be for 8 o'clock your time tonight, but everybody's getting the schedules. Uh, a colleague, Danny Parkins, has got the Bears schedule here. Um, I, I I know a lot of these are starting to leak, Michael. When do you, as a front office, officially get your schedule? Now you know your opponents, obviously, but do you get them around the same time the public gets them?
5: No, you know I think most of the NFL teams had them yesterday. At least the head coaches did. I mean, I know talking to a couple head coaches, they already had it. <clears throat> they know who they were playing. Uh, and they 've got it down, and they 're just not allowed to hand it out on a piece of paper, but I think everybody commits it to memory using you know, the John Nash technique you know who just try to remember it all and uh, and now we 're starting to see it leak out. Patriots playing Vikings on th- on Thanksgiving night I mean pretty good slate thanksgiving we got bill 's lions, Giants Cowboys, and Patriots Vikings
3: pretty damn good. We will take. The, by the I way, mean,
5: Christmas and Thanksgiving are, are pretty pretty well wrapped up. If, I mean, if, if pretty this good.
3: if this Bears one is is official and accurate, Michael, do you want to see the Bears four times in prime time? I don't. Week two Sunday that night, night football. That would be a negative. <laughs> week six <laughs> Thursday <laughs> night football. Week seven Monday night football, and then we've got the Bears on Christmas Eve playing the Bills. I do not want to see the Bears four times in prime time. They're not ready for it.
5: Well, I mean, it is Chicago, Patrick, and That's so fair. we are going to cater to Chicago, and they have Justin Fields, and it, and if you're, you know, Howard Katz, who puts together the schedule, you've got a big audience, you've got a big city, and you've got a, a young quarterback who potentially could be an up-and-coming player. Uh, You know, why not? You know, why not indulge us? And look, we complain about the games we watch. And certainly the man who's behind all the scheduling, Will Hill, will have a comment later this weekend (laughs) on how he put it all together. But I I think ultimately he'll be the first to complain about the schedule that he put together. He'll be the first to complain about it.
3: So we talked about it earlier. A good way to highlight your new speedy receiver is to show a video of a touch pass.
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, I believe, I I believe it. you want to show a touch poor pass. Guy got fired for it. He did? That is I, I must have got, like, five of them on. Like, people were direct messaging me on this. Like, have you seen this? Like, uh, and I was like, you know, yesterday I was writing all day. But, I mean, yeah, I did see it. Eventually I saw it. I mean, I can't believe somebody actually thought that was good. <laughs> so, like, here it is right in front of you. Here's Tua dropping back, throwing a wobbly duck, which appears to be
3: a touch because here comes Tyreek Hill back to get it and then Tyreek Hill puts in another gear but that is I mean really like I didn't know that the dude actually got fired who posted it there it is again Michael I mean it's, it's that's so what I'm awkward. told
5: that's what I'm told I don't know if it's 100% true that's what Will Hill told me I'll go with his sources on this but I, look I mean they're doing everything <laughs> they want to promote to us like you can't believe and, and there's, you know, it's like Malik Willis's workout. Can we go back and listen to the rhetoric after that workout about how wonderful and amazing it was? And th- these are narratives that we have to try to stay away as betters. Look, I have nothing against Tua. I don't think Tua is going to be a great starting quarterback in the league. I think they're doing a lot of things to help him. And certainly the, the, his short passing game is better, but weather affects him. Cold weather really affects him. Rain affects him. The, his hand, his lack of athleticism affects him. All those things pushed to the side is they're counting on him, and they're trying to create this narrative of positivity, you know, and, and they have some analytical numbers. I think what Vinny said is so true. Analytics is really important in what we do because we're in the information business. We're collecting data, and, and so you've got to use analytics to help you with that. But there's also some data that you have to use with your own eye test. You know, and so when I go to, you know, like when I go to QBR, and, and I have respect for the QBR, but when they tell me the ninth best quarterback in the league was Wentz last year, I, I, I'm gonna lose a little respect. I'm gonna lose a little respect for it. Yeah. Like, I, how could he be the ninth best? Was it was that when he was throwing right handed or left handed? You tell me. <laughs> like, how is he the ninth best? That doesn't account for his lack of leadership. Doesn't count for his playmaking or when he played point. against who he's playing against. It's like this Embiid fascination that he's this great, great player, right? He's a great talent. The no does not, but you know the regular season we know isn't what we what it is. It isn't hard. So having posting great numbers in the eighty-two games NBA season, it's a great achievement. I'm not dismissing it, but it ain't like when Bird and Magic and those guys did it when they played hard every night.
3: We're getting official leaks coming in. I've got something for your family, Matt Lombardi, of course, down coaching with the Panthers. It looks like Cleveland is going to open their season, the Browns at Carolina, at the Carolina Panthers. Cleveland hasn't now, won a home this be opener fascinating? since.
5: <laughs> Why would the this is fascinating, right? The league office doesn't. I mean, I, I it's just happenstance, right? I mean, last year the, they opened up against the Jets, the Panthers, with Sam Darnold. Now this year, are they going to open up against the Browns with Baker Mayfield? (laughs) That's exactly right. Look, if you're playing the Brown, if you're playing the Browns, you want to be able to be on their schedule in September because there's a really good chance, and I don't know, have any knowledge of this, but there's a pretty good chance that Watson may be suspended. There might be. It's a good chance. I'm not saying it's going to happen, but based on all the things we've heard, it's kind of quieted down a little bit. But certainly, you want to take a look at that. The
3: Browns at the Panthers to open up for the Carolina Panthers and the Cleveland. Apparently the Browns, I didn't know this. They haven't won their How opener. How did the league do that? I, they, they did that to I troll mean- everybody.
5: Well, I mean, it's almost like now you know Mayfield's going to be a Brown. It almost feels like it's that's a right. fate complete, right?
3: That's a great point. It really is a funny point. Now, uh, just again, it looks very credible that these are going to be the triple header, the games on Christmas. Packers at the Dolphins, great. Broncos at the Rams, middle, great game. And then Buccaneers at the Cardinals. I mean, you got Brady, you got Wilson, you got Rodgers, you got Murray, you got everybody. And that's you have no
5: weather. There, we have no weather great game, point. right? Great so point. we got – you have no we have and typically i always think that on christmas i if i were will Hill putting the schedule together i would want a snow game i would want a game in green bay or a game somewhere outdoors to kind of get the fest the festive atmosphere as we're sitting there and santa's just delivered all his gifts and dominic's collecting them all and uh you know and just feeling the weather but we have three perfectly you know uh weather days weather yep. games
3: the Raiders week one, this appears to be legit. It looks like the Broncos are coming to Vegas in week one. And that is Monday night football. That
5: was one they were worried about. That was one they were worried about in the sense that, again, like I said, what are the Broncos going to be like on defense? And you could say, well, watch them in the preseason. No, no, no. That's not what they're going to be like in the preseason. So that's going to be an interesting game. That'll be an interesting game to determine you know, for them to put everything together. And, and certainly Russell Wilson. I can't imagine that game's not going to be on national TV. Russell Wilson's opening day game as a Bronco, especially when the Broncos, I mean, when the Broncos, do you have the over under a $5 billion for the Broncos sale? What do you have?
3: <laughs> it does feel like it's going to be close to that $5 billion number, which is insane. Yeah,
5: I would think it's going to nick over that just a tad, right? So new owner, you know, new quarterback, you know, wow.
3: Like when but Tepper, when know, Tepper look, bought the Panthers. Sometime. Do you remember what Tepper bought the Panthers for? I'm just curious because it goes up so much every
5: year with these. I think it was under $3 billion. It was two point seven. billion. Yeah. So my,
3: my assumption is they're closer. But some
5: of these owners, I, I mean, Jeff Lurie paid, I think what? I think he paid, he's, it's been rumored that he paid 185 A lot of people think it's 212 Does it matter? You know, Robert Kraft paid 165 for the Patriots Now they're worth whatever, you know, I mean, it's just this league is just continues to grow and continues to uh, be uh, exceed all expectations. I mean, when. I was writing about a player today, and it was the first year of free agency, 1993. And the NFL Management Council was was basically screaming, you guys better be careful. You can't spend much money. There's revenues not coming in. The cap's not going to move. You're going to be in cap jail. They did everything. They were, like the, <clears throat> they were like the apprehensive parents who were letting their kids go out for the first time. Don't get your clothes dirty now. Play nice, you know. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this explosion of money came in because, remember, CBS dropped football. That's and so right. there was a sense that football wasn't as popular and it's just been booming ever since. And as many fans say, there is no cap because they are, everybody seems to work around it.
3: I want to, a part of me, I do this with numbers. Sometimes it's two. Tepper and eighteen bought the Panthers for two point two seven five. So two point two. Yeah. Uh, I added fifty million. But just think about that. My my assumption is their evaluation a few years later is over three billion for the franchise. Just think about how much this you know incrementally. And he doesn't goes have up. a
5: stadium yet, Patrick. Think about when he kind of finishes what he's doing with the stadium, plus with the all those things that he hasn't been able to get accomplished yet. Right. You know, it it, look, it's a very, very and and none of them are losing money because of the revenues coming in and the labor agreement that they have for the next eight years.
3: It's a good business to get into if you can, because they're now worth two point nine. And a few years ago, he bought them for two point two. So, again, it goes up, it goes up and it keeps going up. So that's where we sit Uh, is the schedule continues to leak out here. Did you say you had Thanksgiving Day games? I got Washington at Detroit. And I have the Bengals at the Cowboys. It looks like the middle game there on Thanksgiving is going to be New England at Minnesota, Michael.
5: That's the one I had, but then the other two are wrong. So I think, oh, got, obviously, gotcha. there's a lot of bad leaking coming out of here.
3: Yep, we got the a minor different a leak. than yours. We got a in leak the case, in the leak is we what got we've some, got. We've got a leak in the league. We got the leak.
5: a leak in the league. which is which I think the league likes this because it brawls it attention that you're going to have to pay attention to the, the show to really get clarity and, and, and confirmation, <laughs> you
3: think the league likes this? We're talking about schedule leaks during the postseason of the NBA, the NHL. Of course, of the NBA. They, Well, I mean, look, they if they're going
5: to lose by 35, are we going to hey, how much that, time can we give to I,
3: them? I, you just nailed it. Last four games in the NBA postseason three have been decided by 30 30 points or more that is a bad product i don't care which way you look at it the problem is the best game of the postseason was the bucks celtics last night but it was it was mixed in with blowouts yeah you know what i mean so there it is okay no we're gonna come back with our buddy mike palm next here of course i'm all out so mike in we appreciate that coming up next here lombardi line mgm it's beastin i got you kevin the sports Betting network
4: You're listening to the Lombardi line on v featuring former NFL executive, Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick. Maher. Okay. It's
3: time to download Nevada's premier sports betting at bet MGM. Of course, here on the strip, bring your status shit ID in Nevada, and you can open up an account at any MGM property. got to be 21 years or older. And if you have a gambling problem, it's 1-800-522-4700. Our buddy, Mike Palm's going to join Michael Lombardi there. This is the Lombardi line here on v the sports betting network. We do have breaking news, Michael Hold your seat. Rich Strike, the Kentucky Derby winning horse, is going to skip the Preakness to focus on the Belmont. There won't be a Triple Crown in 2022. Now, we did say that that horse had a lot of juice down the stretch, so the mile and a half would not bother him. It looks like the mile and 16th, which is the shorter race there at the Preakness, the Kentucky Derby winner again is out of the Preakness. As we say hi to Mike Palm as well. I want to get both of your reaction on this one.
5: Well, I mean, you would know better. Mike Palm would know better. I mean, I, you know, obviously the, the Triple Crown is a true test of the greatness of any horse, and you've got to be able to run all sorts of distances. And this horse looked like it was getting stronger as it went. This track is a little shorter, so maybe they just don't feel it's perfect for him. I thought that the, the guy that owned the horse after the, after the race said, it, you know, he wouldn't enter him unless he thought he could win. So there it is.
3: Mike Palm, hi. A reaction. Rich Strike out of the Hello, prequence. Michael.
4: Hello, hello, Michael. Great to have you back. So happy to hear you're feeling better, Patrick. What a life you have. I mean, raised in Bloomfield Hills, lived in Bel Air, and then you got to go to Churchill Downs to like to to to, to actually be amongst the people there, the the thoroughbred owners. So that was a great experience. I thought when Rich Strike won the won the Kentucky Derby, we weren't going to have a Triple Crown winner, but it would have been interesting to see him try uh, at the shorter distance, a mile and a sixteenth. But I don't think this comes as is shocking news that he's going to skip this race. He might have eaten the uh, eaten the pony, too. That might, might <laughs> be might. a factor here.
3: <laughs> yeah, my, my part of me, 9.5 furlongs, mile and 316th, but it is the shortest yeah. of the Triple Crown. To your point, Mike Palm, we were talking about him eating the horses after we wondered, and I know this hasn't been talked about, you did wonder about the validity of the horse and, and hoping that he would obviously come back clean because it was such a long shot. But again, it, he has been ruled out of the Preakness stakes. We'll focus on the mile and a half there at Belmont. Okay, anyway, that's uh, that's big news. I, I don't know how often, maybe Santos, you can look this up. How often has the Kentucky Derby winner skipped the Preakness? I would imagine it doesn't happen very often. Um, Mike Palm, sitting in for Amal Shaw today. This is quite an honor to have you. What, uh, what are you burning? I'll, I'll start it like we start with Amal. What's on, what's on your mind?
4: Well, first, let me say it's great to be back on the program with the, with the two of you. Amal on assignment. DraftKings has charged <laughs> Bill Eighty with reworking and improving the VSIN website. They've, they've tasked them all with writing the bios for all the other on-air talent I understand each bio starts with one word, clown. So I'm all busy this morning, but he will join me. He will join me odds on here in about 45 yeah. minutes.
5: Yeah, all, only Amal can, as Vin, the detective in The Sopranos in season one told Tony, only you can encapsulate a man's life in one simple sentence. A mall has been able to achieve Tony Soprano-like ability to do that too, so it's interesting. Mike, I wanna ask you, as you look at the over-unders for the NFL, is there one team that jumps out to you that's kind of caught your eye that said, I I think I need to play that right now?
4: You know, uh, it's interesting because you're going to see the schedule come out later today, what hasn't been leaked already. Uh, And and I think you have to look at the schedule and look at – you know, are there any kids three straight weeks on the road, things like that before you make any decisions? I don't necessarily disagree with my partner, Amal, who's really high on the Ravens uh, this year in a bounce back. Obviously, decimated by injury, um, but probably a division there depending on the status of the quarterback uh, in Cleveland that's, uh, that's very ripe for them. To come back and when can Joe Burrow stay healthy again is there a bounce there how about these teams a quarterback getting to his first Super Bowl and losing what is it now 14 straight that never get back there and un- an unbelievable trend but uh, I-, I thanks for the question too I wanted to break to the Lombardi line viewers that uh, obviously you guys followed our contest the circa millions and the survivor next Tuesday morning Derek and I will be on the third hour of follow the money Uh, So 6 o'clock here in the West, 9 o'clock on the East Coast. And we're going to reveal what's the guarantee, as you've seen the commercial. We'll give the guarantee for both contests. Will there be a million-dollar bonus to get in Survivor? How deep are the payouts going to go? How do we handle the quarters and the millions? So all that will be revealed on Tuesday. And then at noon Pacific time on Tuesday, we'll start taking entries into the two contests
5: love that love that mike i i i love the the, the popularity of the contest to me is just uh, everywhere i go back here on the east coast people talk about a circus swim uh, which is amazing and then they talk about the contest and so i i just can't imagine how big this is going to get this year
4: well you know michael i would thank you but especially i know it was adnan verk that was really pushing to have me on uh, the the GM shuffle to promote the contest in its early years. Not sure if Femi will will want me back. But, you know, it it has grown, and uh, the stories last year with, you know, the five guys that uh, actually went through the season perfect, you know, we're going to have that situation again. Three games on Thanksgiving. looks like three games on Christmas Day. Those are two weeks onto their own, which becomes so challenging and survive. But the stories and how— People go through the season and all the different things that have to fall into place. You got to win a couple times when you're not supposed to. Uh, we really think we're going to kill it again and set all kind of records. And, and you'll find that out when you hear what the guarantee is. You know, Derek, Derek Stevens, he, he doesn't have a park. He's, he's always going forward.
3: I was going to say, there's no way it's going to be less because <laughs> we know Derek. And based on the production of the commercial this year, the pot's going to be bigger. Because yeah. that
5: commercial was awesome. I could tell. I love the commercial. The commercial's awesome. I'm surprised them all there was didn't have one a, a role in it.
4: Well, he does. He does. There's a second commercial that'll start airing Tuesday where we reveal, you know, what the guarantee is. There was one Veasan personality I heard was a little upset that he wasn't used in the in the first take. But you know, I told Tim Murray the schedule just didn't didn't really work out for him.
3: <laughs> the schedule got leaked. Um, yeah. The so kind of a theme to start the show, of course, you know, Michael with the Seventy Sixers, Mike Palm, but about three of the last four postseason games in an NBA differential of 30 plus. You had the great Bucks Celtics game last night, but I mean, it's been, it's been a wild ride as far as these blowouts.
4: Well, Phoenix, Phoenix and Dallas, the average margin of victory is 16, 18 in the 76ers. I mean, you can't find a game outside of the Bucks and the Celtics. The visiting team mounts no runs in these games. It's just. All home teams, home teams, home teams, home teams. And what a cheap price you got on Miami at two and a half in, in game five. What a, what a conundrum for the American sports viewer last night. You could have either watched Golden State losing by 55 in the second half at a jawless Memphis Grizzlies team, or turned to a shrieking Lisa Hextalt calling for the second straight night on ESPN, <laughs> a Stanley Cup playoff game. Chicago Fire had to have their <laughs> highest ratings of all time last night.
5: <laughs> how are you doing in hockey, Mike? How how is the how are you doing with hockey plays?
4: Well, you can't look. Look, here's the thing: bet every third period over. You know you bet the periods. Twenty two and one run now on yeah. third period overs. It takes an act of God. To keep the third period under because they pull these goalies with six minutes left. They'll pull them as soon as they get a power. If they're down, they get a power play. They want to go six on four. You either have to have a tie game go scoreless or have a team down one tie the game. That's the only way a third period can go over. It's almost unbeatable. I got to tell you this, and Patrick, you follow this. Doesn't Dean Evason have to go to ta- Cam Talbot tonight? I mean, Cam Talbot had a terrific year. Flurry, another two soft goals in game five. Sod goal late in the second yes. really probably turned that series. I think they have to go to Talbot tonight in St. Louis if they want a chance of getting this back to Minneapolis. How about
3: in game last night? You got on the Panthers down three nothing one five three. I mean, but have you, Mike? You're great with the. Have you ever seen the rotation of goalies at this point in the postseason like we've seen this year? I mean, there's just su- no, but such but- uncertainty
4: between the pipes. Forget about and forget about second stringers. We got third stringers I know playing. I mean, I know. it's, it's a, weird. It, I said this morning with with Paulie, I think Jacob Markstrom, it's not even close Is the best goalie in the playoffs right Good now. Point. He's been the most consistent all year. I think you got to give Calgary a real shot before we run out of time. Patrick, I know you're a big soccer guy. The English Championship League, their playoffs are going on now. These are the most important playoffs you have. 100 million pounds, if you can make it into the into the Premier League. Two games tomorrow, Lutton and Huddersfield, Nottingham Forest and Sheffield United. In the last 20 first legs of this English Championship playoffs, Sixteen of them have gone under two and a half. Wow. Twelve of them have even gone on under one and a half. You can find two and a halves on both games. You're going to have juice or take plus money at under two. But I think it's worth a look. Patrick. Well,
3: all you do is bet unders in soccer. I know that for a fact. He doesn't even think about overs. Uh, and what he's talking about is the championship with promotion. And remember, in the EPL, they have what relegation. So mm-hmm. th- those are the game. Those are the teams that are battling for promotion in the championship there. My, I, I'm guessing, have you bet an over in soccer in the last six months? It's really all you do is bet unders. No, no I did last week. This
4: team, the Scottish team, Rangers, yes, of they're course. now into the Europa <laughs> final. They score three goals I at know. home on every home game on the second leg. At I took them over the a and the and re- half. Yeah. Three one. You,
3: you nailed it. You nailed it. Hey, officially, yeah. when, will, when are you going to announce the pot for Circa Millions again? Do
4: that for me. 6am Pacific next Tuesday on Follow the Money right here with Derek Stevens.
3: Okay, you can hear Great. Derek awesome. of course and Mike Palm coming up this Friday, but coming up after us it is Derek, excuse me, Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Is Amal in a good mood? That's the question.
4: <laughs> Unlikely.
5: <laughs> Unlikely is the right answer. Thanks Mike Palm.
4: Listening to the Lombardi line on V featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: Fifty-nine bucks. If I told you you get everything through July, you'd say I was crazy, but it's not, it's true. It's everything, including Adam Burke's daily best bets on major league baseball look the bottom line is you don't have time to cap all this like jonathan von tobel in the nba in the postseason uh, our buddy annie mcneil in the postseason with the stanley cup playoffs we've got everything plus got the schedule out you've got nfl preseason coverage golf ufc usfl nascar and you do get point spread weekly included in the 59 bucks every wednesday which is like our bible so it's vcin.com spring for the special it's slash spring okay Thank you again to Mike Palm for joining. We're going to have our buddy Josh Applebaum join us now. But, Michael, the big news is Rich Strike again. You heard it here first on v Out of the Preakness will save himself. Again, it's a dueling um, triple crown, which is these horses don't race that much in such a short period of time. Right. So it's just you don't generally see it. We know last year's winner did not in Mandaloon run in the Preakness. But, that horse didn't know for a while that he had won the Kentucky Derby because, rem- remember, Medina Spirit crossed the finish line first, and there right. was controversy. So no uh, winner of the Kentucky Derby in the pre so obviously eliminates the opportunity at a triple crown, and it takes away a lot of the buzz coming up, at, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday.
5: No, no doubt. Now, the question I had for you, did, did, did First Strike pass all his drug testing? That is a great question, and I, hopefully, I didn't haphazardly
3: bring that up. I just think it's been on the consciousness of everybody because it was he was such a oh, long shot. Of course, we haven't heard anything. Oftentimes, it does take—I'll uh, just put it this way—a varied amount of time before we get the full results. So you could still hear something. We're just hoping you don't. Let's put it that way. Right. So Got it. I just mm-hmm. want
5: to be clear that I'm not in any way. Um, We're just going to, like Austin Powers, we're just going to assume it all went to plan. We're going to assume
3: it all went to plan. The way he ran down the stretch, we were sitting there like, Brian says, yes, he did. So Brian is telling me that they have officially, Brian Ortega, who did a great job with the preview show with the Kentucky Derby, saying he did officially clear all his tests, which is wonderful news. He, though, has been officially Uh, scratch from the Preakness, which does take away a lot of the buzz. Now, the reason he's going to the mile and a half at Belmont is because you saw that late kick. It's called a turn of foot in horse racing, Michael. You saw how well he ran down the stretch when the pace broke down, and that is a horse that is not concerned about the distance, and a mile and a half is what these horses will never run the rest of their lives, and that is the length of the Belmont, so that's what's up. Mike, Michael Lombardi of course, now Josh, joins us. Bespeckled Josh Applebaum. Josh what's going on today, buddy? Hey guys, it's great to be with you, Patrick. I Michael. just can't Michael. get great. over the glasses. I'm sorry. I'm looking at All you. Right, I'm good. having a hard time adjusting. Maybe get some darker frames so it kind of melds into the frame. You know what I mean? I'm going to send you some.
2: I appreciate it, Patrick. So Elise and I went to Warby Parker. I got to say they're very affordable over there. Yes, Patrick. let's so I do picked it. Out the, uh, <laughs> I picked out the clear one. So I don't know. I, I think i right. like them. But when, my, when the allergy season is over, I'm back to the old me. So you got to bear with me for a little bit here, but. It's great to be with you guys, Michael. It's great to have you back. I'm glad to hear that you're feeling better. Big games tonight, guys. Let's go to the NBA. Two couple game sixes here: Philadelphia and in uh, Miami. What was notable to me in this one, guys? The home teams have really dominated this series. They're five and zero. All these home teams have cashed. You look at home teams uh, in the conference semifinals and now 15 and five against the spread overall. And I'm going to go moneyline Heat or the Heat uh, or sorry, moneyline with the 76ers tonight. What jumped out to me is you know right off the bat, kind of a split ticket count at Betmgm. You're getting 52 percent of bets on the Heat pretty much down the middle. But all movement and liability has been toward the 76ers here. Some books open around minus two. Some books that are at two right now are juiced up like they're going to go to two and a half. So this thing never really crept down to one and a half or one. It's actually stayed where it's at or moved further toward the 76ers here. So uh, you have a pretty good um, low bets, higher dollar split. You know, only about half the uh, the bets here, but a, a little more than uh, around like 55, 60% of the money. And really what, what we're looking at, guys, is really this the, these chalk systems so far in the playoffs. So if you look at these favorites just in general straight up, 50 and 19, 75% so far. So instead of laying the points, I'm going to go money line 76ers here, see if they can even it up, shop around around a minus 130. And then also, guys, now that we're late in these series, keep an eye out for the tired legs under system. When you get to game six and game seven, you know, you've been through a grueling series. Your legs are a little bit heavy. You're going to lock in on defense because every possession is so important. You're up against elimination. This total fell. The under in the series is 3-2, and but this thing opened at a very low 208. It's down to 207. Great bet versus dollar split, only 48% of bets on the under, but 82% of money. So I'm looking at uh, the Sixers here to get back in the series on the money line, and I'm leaning under here. Again, really good low bets, higher dollar split to a low scoring
3: game. Yeah, but you buried the lead. Of course, your Celtics cover last night, but they're up 93-79 with 10 minutes
2: to go and lose the basketball game. Josh Applebaum, how do you defend your team? I can't defend him. It was brutal. Patrick, in the, in the span of like an hour, I had the Caps blow a 3 nothing lead in the NHL, and then I had the Celtics blow this big lead uh, here yesterday. So this one may haunt them. You're not going to go uh, next game. you got to win it. It's Bucks minus one and a half. That one and a half looks like it might be falling. You had everything, you know, in your back pocket. You had the crowd going nuts. That Horford dunk. It all looked like it was coming uh, right up there in front of you for you for you to take. And then what happens? I think the heart of a champion. You're seeing the Bucks. They never get down. They stick around. You got to give credit to the Bucks coming back in that one. Celtics, epic, epic, terrible blown loss yesterday. You
5: know, you know I, I think you make a great point, Josh. The heart of a champion, and I think we saw that with the Bucks last night. Even though Middleton still can't play, you know, they're compensating for the lack of his scoring, especially in the fourth quarter, you know, that they're just hard to beat. And then they're just continuously relentless. They never let that game get away from them. Even when they were down 13, you know, they were finding ways to compete. And you could just see the energy level of Giannis in that game. And, and I've, I've, I've had been talking to people that have scouted, the Bucks and the Celtics, and they, they've been telling me that Giannis in the fourth quarter is literally out of gas. He's done. And for them to mount that comeback, because I know B- Coach Bud paced him a little bit in the game, kind of gave him some rest, but he's extolling so much energy and so much uh, passion into the game. It's remarkable he has anything left at the end, and he did last night. And he had his legs under him because you mentioned he hit a couple
3: of big threes. When generally you see those come up short, it's because he got tired legs. I mean, he is—he's a terror to go against. I would imagine as a Celtics fan. I mean,
5: it's—it's
3: it's incredible watching. He's this guy impossible, play. right? Yes.
5: Like he's the best player in the league. How is he not the MVP? I mean, Jokic—you give it to him. He's watching. This is the guy. You take this guy away from the Bucks. What are they? You know, what are they gonna do? I mean, I'm watching that game last night, and I'm saying, what's Embiid complaining about? This is the best player in the league. He's the most valuable player in the league. How is it even close?
3: I mean, if you told me I could have Tatum, this is Who, you, who Josh. wants to argue with that? Who Nobody. Who wants to argue with that? Seriously. Nobody. He's the best player. When he lowers his shoulder, he's unstoppable when he starts driving to the basket. Josh, you can have Tatum, you can have Brown, and you can have Smart. <sighs> Literally, you can start with those three. I'll start with Giannis. And that's all I need. I've built a team around him. He is so much better than everybody right now. And even though, what did Tatum and Brown had 60 combined and still lost the game?
2: Yeah, and it wasn't enough. And again, the most impressive thing to me, guys, is no Middleton. And you're still seeing the Bucs take point. a you know, stranglehold of this series. And again, if you're looking at some futures prices here, you know, if the Bucs can get Middleton back, if they can advance past the Celtics, they're plus 400 right now to win the NBA title, guys. The Warriors and the Suns are co-favorites at plus 225. They get past the Celts, you know, it'll be tough series, maybe against Miami, but it's hard to, it's, this team, they just, as, as Michael has mentioned, they're relentless, they're never out of a game. You got to respect that about them. And if they get Middleton back plus 400 to win the title, could be worthwhile. All right, Josh,
3: do you have anything on these blowouts? So we mentioned three of the last four NBA postseason games have been decided a point differential of 30 plus. It's kind of wild, right? Outside of the Bucks, the three point win for the Bucs last night, it's been blowouts.
2: It really has. So again, you know, you're kind of looking at some of these bounce back situations and then we'll look toward, you know, Phoenix and Dallas tonight. Guys, Dallas is coming off a huge blowout loss. They're in that thing early. Then they end up losing by 30 and never really got close there toward the end. But don't dismiss Dallas tonight. You know, what I'm seeing here, guys, is an incredibly lopsided bet count. At BetMGM, you're getting almost 91 percent of bets here on the Phoenix Suns to close it out and, you know, get rid of Doncic and advance to the next round. But here's the thing, they opened minus two, they've stayed minus two. So if everyone's betting the Suns tonight, you walk into a bar, nine out of ten people have a Phoenix uh, Suns jersey on, why did this thing open at two and stay where it's at? Shouldn't they be up to minus three, minus four? Tells me there might be a little liability here on Dallas. Also like the under here, guys, I'm just concerned that it's moved so much that you're kind of getting yourself into a bad number here. It opened at 214 all the way down to 211. Uh, and this is kind of another low bets, high, higher dollar bet split where you're getting almost 80% of bets on the under, almost 95% of money on the under. So lean a little bit under. And I think if you're you know, a Mavs backer here, you want a low scoring game. If you get into these shootouts with the Suns, I don't think you're going to keep up. Doncic's at home. Why isn't it moved off a two? I gotta I gotta take the Mavs here, guys. Only getting 10% of bets. I'll wait and try to get a two and a half. If not, I'll take the two with Dallas.
3: Okay, Josh. Thank you so much, buddy. Good job good luck to your Celtics moving forward. What's the adjusted series price on your Celts? What can I get coming back the other way with the green?
2: Oh, Let me find it for you, Patrick. Uh, give me one second. We had it here. in the write-up today in the daily newsletter. Plus, I'd like to I, say it. Patrick, I got so many numbers in I my head. It's hard, hard to keep track. Plus 240 Celtics. If not enough. can Come back and win.
3: Not enough. Minus 300 bucks. Not yep. enough to take a shot. I'm sorry. You know, I love you and I even love your glasses more than John Goulet. I'm just saying uh, I will not bet on your on your Celtics. <laughs> Market Insights is the pod, of course, betting across America. Today. Josh Applebaum thank you buddy appreciate you thanks it feels great the three of us back together Michael great to have you back hey teams back together kumbaya (laughs) um rich strike so I remember I told you it's 10 furlongs Kentucky Derby you know the mile and a half at the Belmont is 12 furlongs the horses have to run four more football fields in the in the Belmont a little bit more than four more football fields. That's quite a a distance, and we'll come back and discuss as the breaking news is, of course, Rich Strike, the Kentucky Derby winner out of the Preakness, and plus Michael's take on the 76ers.
1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the
5: iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're
4: listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher.
3: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashed the spirit of Vegas. So this is the reward points. I don't need this copy because here's the deal with BetMGM and the loyalty program. You know, every time you use your credit card, you get points, you can take flights, you can get cash. Well, we have redeemable bonuses, which you can use online, or you see an MGM resort here in town or anywhere here in the States. You just go, and you can use your points that you earn from placing bets over at BetMGM. That's pretty cool. It's 1-800-GAMBLER. If you do have an issue, you've got to be 21 years or older. Again, it's BetMGM, the king of sports books. Okay, Mr. Lombardi there in Jersey. I'm Patrick Maher here in Vegas. This is Beeson, the Esports Betting Network. A good point by our boss, John Goulet, during the break. You know, it loses the luster. Rich Strike, if you're just joining us, is, uh, is not going to run in the Preakness. The winner, um, improbable winner of the Kentucky Derby will not run in the Preakness. It does lose the luster. So what it becomes, the Preakness, is all about betting. I mean, it becomes a betting race because, you know, the horses um, that are entered so far, You know, they're not going to move the dial, but for betters, everything moves the dial. And, of course, my assumption is Rich Strike will run if he's sound. He will run in the Belmont. And, Michael, just even as a casual observer of horse racing, you could tell that horse can go the distance because of how well he was running late in the Kentucky Derby. And you have to get the distance because the Belmont's a mile and a half.
5: Yeah, and so, you know, look, I think what the trainer said after the race, he said, look, we wouldn't have entered him into this if we didn't think he could win. Obviously, they don't think he can win this race. This just doesn't fit him. And, you know, you know more about this than I would, Patrick. But I think t- to me, to add a loss to his to them when he's breeding and his breeding rights and all those things that go into making this horse who they claim for thirty thousand dollars, a multi-millionaire horse you want to make sure that there's a, a certain pedigree that goes into these races that you've won.
3: You, you nailed it. So 10 furlongs, a mile and a quarter Kentucky Derby, nine and a half furlongs, a mile and three for the Preakness. That's the middle race, of course. And then the Belmont is 12 furlongs, which is a mile and a half. So he, he just doesn't have the running style to run or ideally run uh, in the Preakness, that being Rich Strike. I mean, The bottom line with the race, it's the most fascinating horse race I've ever watched because of what happened. In the Kentucky Derby, you saw Crown Pride and Summer is Tomorrow. Those are two Japanese horses, and they obviously had a plan going into it, which was to just get out and run, and they created the fastest first quarter in the history of the race, and I think the second fastest half. So it was such a blazing pace that it completely ruined and I say ruins in quotations because you can run however you want if you're a trainer, but it completely broke down the pace of the race. So at the end, when you saw Zandon and Epicenter battling down the stretch, and those were the two favorites, and you saw a Rich Strike from the clouds come and pass, it was it a was shocking, like Michael, you could hear, when he crossed the finish line, you could hear a pin drop amongst 150,000 people because we were just shocked and stunned at what we were witnessing.
5: No doubt. And and the maneuvering of the horse as, you know, to the rail inside, back to the rail again was brilliant. The way he was able to come from the 21st post and move it all the way down inside. I mean, it's a credit to the guy that he gets suspended. I mean, nothing's really gone right after this derby for anyone. So uh, in uh, Rich Strike's world. But, you know, look, we'll see him at the Preakness, which will be fun. And, you know, see what he can do in terms of Secretariat's record. Because that horse, to me, watching as a, as an outside observer, and you know more about it, he was gaining momentum. There was no one on that track that was going to beat him the longer that race went.
3: You know, the distance isn't going to be mm-hmm. a concern of this horse. I would like to say the breeding's there. So his dad is named Keen Ice. Keen Ice is famous in the sport because Keen Ice beat American Pharaoh at the Traverse. So after American Pharaoh won the Triple Crown... He went to Saratoga and ran in the Traverse, which is something that generally doesn't happen. And Rich Strike's dad beat American Pharaoh in the Traverse. So the breeding is not terrible. Let's put it that way. And, you know, Keen Ice is right. out of Curlin. You've heard of the horse Curlin. Uh, keen Ice's dad was Curlin, and Rich Strike's dad is Keen Ice. So the breeding is somewhat there. It's just it's really what happened was improbable.
5: Do you do you anticipate him having a a great breeding career after this is over, Patrick? Or do you think if you were to win the Belmont just was
3: a Michael, sorry to interrupt you. But if he were to win the Belmont, his his number is going to be astronomical, specifically because he now we can we can tell he has a very specific style. And that is a stalker or a closer or a horse that can get the distance. There's sprinters and there's horses that run in these 10 furlong races and less. A horse is never going to run a mile and a half after the Belmont. I'll make that very clear. A sanctioned race that's 12 12 furlongs a mile and a half. So if this horse shows that type of durability, yeah, his number is going to be crazy in the breeding grounds. That's without a doubt.
5: Well, you know, we have this weekend, Patrick. What do we have? We have mini camps. We have mini camps all over. I mean, the Jets had one last week. But get ready now to listen to the – the superlatives that will be coming out of most of these camps about the rookies and about, because these are going to be a lot of these rookie camps today is a day where now the rookies can get intertwined into the off season program. So if you brought rookies in last week, you had to send them home and now you can bring them back Thursday or Friday, start them in. So rookie camps, we'll start to hear a lot about rookie camps and, I thought you'll start to see a lot of rosters manipulate. We're seeing players get cut, Stidham got traded because there's got to create some room to get these players on the roster.
3: Yeah, you just nailed it. Stidham if you're just joining us traded to the Raiders familiarity there with the coaching staff and McDaniel's and Lombardi here in town with Las Vegas. Okay, I I buried the lead for an hour in almost 55 minutes here, and that is the 76ers are playing an elimination game tonight. You've heard of the 76ers, Michael Lombardi. You yeah. are laying 2-2.5 two, two with the 76ers, Miami Heat in town. Sixers are 2-0 oh in the series at home. Let me get your thoughts.
5: You know, I think Embiid's a fascinating guy to study as better because when, when there's no one expects him to do anything is when he plays the best, is when you expect him as the favorite, it kind of disappears. And this is the kind of game that you would think that if they have anything left after being so embarrassed and the heat have struggled to win in Philadelphia, they have their, their, their secondary players haven't shot the ball very effectively. And so to me, uh, just the, the body language of Embiid, the kind of like he typically responds to this. Do I give him any hope to win game seven? No, but to me, I think this is more kind of a game that he'll play the best that he can play. And I think that he'll give it his best effort because I think he's he's very, very Twitter sensitive and he reads all the comments and and the comments are not flattering towards him, regardless of the injuries in terms of his thumb and his eye. All those things are not very, very, very glowing. And typically he loves that feedback and the Barkley attack. So, to me, I get the sense that just reading the tea leaves of how he's always played, I think this will be one who played. The remarkable thing to me is is his conditioning went to hell in like five days. Like, you know, he missed all that time with the eye injury, and yet his conditioning, I know he couldn't do anything like me, but, I mean, his conditioning just evaporated, and he was really rugged in the last three games. Hopefully now, you know, he'll be better. But my my sense of it is – is is. I don't know. I would probably take the take the 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 76ers tonight only because of that.
3: Well, if you're focusing on Embiid, you take a look at the props. You can go over 25 and a half as far as the points uh, over at BetMGM. So you may want to take a look as far as has he been individual.
5: over 25 in any game? Any game in this series? He's
3: been to to say he's been used as a decoy is a little disrespectful, but you understand what I mean by that. He, he he's been yeah, such no, an I anchor mean, defensively, hasn't... but. He hasn't really been prolific as far as the scoring.
5: But he hasn't really protected the rim because because Butler gets to the rim anytime he, he wants. Does. I mean, let's be real clear. I mean, Butler gets to the rim. Protection isn't there. I mean, he's – I thought what happened in the last game, they hit him. And that contact, I think, made him worry about his eye as probably any of us would be worried, right? So, you know, I think the physicality of that game, I think, was I, – I think the other game for me – I think Dallas will play really well. I think Dallas will respond. I think Dallas was embarrassed. I think they they have they know they have to play better. And I think what, what Phoenix said about that atmosphere down in, down in Dallas is real. I wish I could go to a game in the American Airlines arena because it just seems like, wow, that's a different level of excitement that you don't really get in NBA games. You should call up
3: Cuban, your boy. You could get you courtside tonight if you wanted to go.
5: I could. Call, there's a few people I could call down there, but, you know, it's hard to get down there and back. I don't have that private plane to just just pose around, you know?
3: That's I, I, it's fair. By the way, the Mavs, you can get two tonight, two and a half at a couple of books. So take the home dog, Michael Lombardi. I don't know if COVID has got you soft, but uh, I did expect <clears throat> you to fade the 76ers big time and
5: kill no, them. I, I, I think you got to. I, I was talking to somebody that really kind of knows their players really well, and this is the kind of game that they they respond to. You know, they'll play. The, the the game seven where everything's on the line, that's a whole different story. So
3: you expect them to play well tonight and rip your heart out in game seven. That's the seventy six. win. Yeah, way. exactly.
5: That's okay. exactly right. That's, that's mm-hmm. wonderful.
3: <laughs> You're right. I do think Embiid goes off tonight, though, especially he generally plays well after he makes comments like he did. And so 25 and a half yeah. on a prop feels good. He feels good. sorry
5: for himself. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Love it. Feel better. We'll see you tomorrow, Michael.
5: Thanks, Patrick. Okay,
3: odds on next here, Vison eSports Betting Network.